Hello, I'm Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And with me, I have a good friend of this program, Tina Betts, Executive Director of the Light Up the Queen Foundation, and also the guest of on-screen in-person film series. To that extent, we're going to have, with a previously taped uh, interview, Maria Aggie Carter, writer and director of Rebel. And I'm not going to say anything else because, Tina, this is a good, nice surprise that you have for us. Yes. I was extremely well impressed by Maria. Um, but tell us about like, of the Queen Foundation. For those who are listening right now and haven't had the chance maybe of knowing about the Queen Foundation, um, bring them up to speed and then you begin talking about uh, this wonderful series. Well, thank you, Garamina. It's good to be back again. Yes. I'm um, always good to be here. Um, the on-screen in-person mm -hmm. film series is one of about five of educational uh, awareness, mm -hmm. uh, arts education, and edu arts awareness mm. programs that the Light Up the Queen Foundation presents mm -hmm. each year. Um, the Light Up the Queen Foundation, um, and everybody thinks, when, when you first think about it, and for good reason, you think mm -hmm. about the wonderful building that sits at 5th and Market Street, the, the Queen Theater, mm -hmm. that sat, sat vacant and crumbling for many, many years, right. for about 50 years or so. So the Light Up the Queen Foundation um, came into being for two reasons, to renovate that building, mm -hmm. to bring it back to its historical glory, um, also to keep that building alive mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, beneficial to the city of Wilmington. Mm -hmm. And third, but not, this isn't third on our priority list, but the mm -hmm. third thing in, that the, happened. in this Just discussion. In yes, are the arts time -wise. And yes, arts and education, arts awareness and arts education programming. The on-screen in-person mm -hmm. series is one of those. Of course, filmmaking mm -hmm. is an art. And for this particular series, the on-screen in-person uh, series that, mm -hmm. that is with the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation as mm -hmm. our, as our partner, um, it's about filmmaking, mm -hmm. the filmmaker, and of course, the film and the subject of the film. Um, and we build community engagement opportunities around the film subject. And the filmmaker is always at one of the, at the screening of the film. Which is, you know what, when talking to Maria, and people are going to have the chance to listen to a wonderful interview, not because of me, of course, but because of Maria, who has a wonderful story to, to share. And one of those, to your point, was um, the story has to be told by or from different angles. And for that, you need to have a different way of thinking. And for that, you need to have somebody that is not necessarily part of the mainstream, now that we are in the midst of these anti-establishment yes. things happening, and right. we're not going to go no, political. Not, not, not today. Not today, maybe some other day, <laughs> but not today. And I think the point is well taken. And, and bringing those who are creating these uh, films makes a difference, don't you think? It makes a huge difference. And this uh, film, um, and I know we're going to get into the subject of the film a little bit later, but this particular film, mm -hmm. as well as other films mm -hmm. that we present that talk about historical people um, or historical situations mm -hmm. are, are also very uh, contemporary. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the themes and the issues that are dealt with in mm -hmm. uh, 
the film Rebel, this documentary Rebel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are you know are things that we're still talking about today, problems mm-hmm. that we're still grappling with Indeed. today. Mm-hmm. You know, the attitudes of people. You know, history. Mm-hmm. What is told um, about history? What is not told mm-hmm. about history? Why? You know, mm-hmm. why are things some things left out of you know um, historical stories, mm-hmm. and why other things are important to you know people who talk about or, or write the books about? Uh, mm-hmm. Why? You know why they're put in. I mean, it's just so, these are so necessary to mm-hmm. our discussions today. I mean, you mentioned the political landscape a little bit earlier. You know, the political landscape, the things that are being discussed there mm-hmm. are the same things that are being discussed Isn't in many of the films that we have presented, and especially uh, the film Rebel. Indeed. Now you have, this is one, Rebel is one of five. One of six. We do, uh, one there of are six, six films that mm-hmm. tour each season. Okay. The Light Up the Queen Foundation um, has been a part of mm-hmm. the on- Mid-Atlantic uh, Arts Foundation on-screen and person uh, mm-hmm. film series for four years. This is our oh, fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're building an audience that understands that the social relevance mm. of these films and the quality mm-hmm. of the filmmaking is something that is, uh, you know, that's not to be missed. Indeed. And it certainly got our attention. In any event, tell us a little bit about the other five then. I mean, not to give details maybe, but maybe the perspectives that are presented. Well, this film is uh, one of six, as mm-hmm. I mentioned. It's the next to the last film. Okay. Okay. Um, that we that we will be presenting this year, um, the the very last film in the series um, talks about um, it's, it's called Deaf Jam, mm-hmm. and it's about a deaf poet who just you know in one of those life circumstances meets um, a, a hearing mm-hmm. poet, um, one from a pa- mm. one from Palestine, mm-hmm. one from Israel. Oh, they wow. bond together, become really good friends, um, and create this project mm-hmm. uh, that has made such an impact all mm-hmm. around the country. So that's a story about relationships and about two people who are from two different worlds, um, as far as hearing and not and not mm-hmm. hearing a deaf person, and also from two places in the world that most people think that the you know the they hate that each they other's hate gods. Each other, that they're enemies. Um, so the story is 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 a well told story, and mm. again, it mm. it deals with um, uh, subjects that are contemporary. Mm-hmm. So in all of the films that we presented this year have been just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we will we have been um, selected by <coughs> the Mid Atlantic Arts Foundation to participate mm-hmm. next year, the 2016 2017 mm. um, on screen in person series, and we are just. Um, Picking those films that will uh, that will which is precisely the next question that I was going to ask. How do you come to? How do you decide what are, are the films? What do you take into consideration for that? The, well, a lot of things. Um, first of all, the quality of the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, how well the the story is mm-hmm. told within mm-hmm. the film, the mm-hmm. subject matter of the film, mm-hmm. and each host site has an opportunity to. Uh, to suggest films for the series that work in their community for mm-hmm. a number of different reasons. Um, but the, the, the top reason is the artistic quality mm-hmm. of the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, um, I mean, do you read the, the, the landscape, Delaware's landscape, when considering what could be the offering? How do you come? Because it's not just randomly I say yes to X, Y, and, and Z. Uh, what do you take? Uh, I mean, from the from the Queen Foundation standpoint, and maybe from Tina Betts' standpoint, 
What do you take into consideration? Well, the issues mm -hmm. that are important to the people in our community. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just runs the gambit. And you mm -hmm. know that, uh, Mina, because you're part of the community. Mm -hmm. So there are many, many issues uh, that, that, that can be addressed. Mm -hmm. um, one film that's under consideration mm -hmm. uh, for next season is a film about a young girl, a very young girl, 12 years old, tells a story through her like 18th birthday mm -hmm. um, when she's, she decides that she will become part of a gang, how that affects her life. Her mm -hmm. mother is a very prominent photographer. Mm. Um, this young lady, however, found her place in the streets mm -hmm. with other gang members. And it tells her story, why she made the choices. I mean, and that's something that will speak to the young people in mm -hmm. many of the young people mm -hmm. in our community. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not, it's just about choice making. Mm -hmm. So the films, you know, that we take a look at and I don't have a chance, you know, my my, my opinion doesn't necessarily rule the day when it mm -hmm. comes to e all of the films that are mm -hmm. picked. Mm -hmm. But it's but uh you know, all of us, all of the host sites just sit together. There are five host sites up and down the mm -hmm. Mid-Atlantic region. We sit together and we talk and many many of the subject matters um are very relevant to these other places where the host sites are. So, I mean, that's that's the type of thing you think about. What are the issues? Mm -hmm. um, how will this film speak to our community, mm -hmm. maybe help uh, solve some of the issues in mm -hmm. our community, or mm -hmm. at least en enlighten us about the ways that, you know, why um, these situations rise up mm -hmm. in a community, mm -hmm. how other people are dealing with them, um, the impact that they can have, good and bad, on a mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. but, it de but they definitely raise under, a better understanding of the subject matters. And boy, what I'm going to say is, can you take me there when you are deciding what? <laughs> what are well, the, you know, I can I can make you part of the process. Uh, we are, as I said, I'm just, just saying. We, I, mean, I was not planning to say that, but well, like right now. But since it seems to be so fascinating, it is fascinating. It, and and what we do is when we we are down to the last 20 films, uh -huh. 58 submissions. We're down to the last 20 films, and I do go out and ask people um, who I know, would you be a reviewer for this film? And, uh, well, there and you go. You have one right there. I, I, I will send you an email as soon as we leave the studio. <laughs> um, so it's, it is important to get that type of in in input <coughs> feedback from people about the films. Right. And so we have several people. I'm still selecting, so you're right in time. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, these, these films are fascinating to watch. Uh, they are. But just based on what, what I just talked to Maria, I was like, I was telling you off the air. I mean, I had a, a, a eight-minute um, taped, a previously taped interview, and we ended up talking about half an hour after that, I just can, because it's so fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, I had all, I was sent 38 uh, of the 58 wow. films, and for the first round, there are three rounds. Uh, the preliminary round, that's when there were 38 of the films right. that I had to send out to my friends and also watch myself. Mm -hmm. And there were films, I try to at least watch some of every single film. I and, see. And okay. um, usually four or five completely <clears throat> in the first round. And there were times when other people had watched the film, but I was just, you know, looking at it to to give some insight and I knew that I should only be sort of just you know picking and choosing various parts of the film to look at and there were times when I had decided to do that in the beginning started watching the film and could not stop I uh, stopped watching the film, so I ended <laughs> up just watching like that, a bunch of films from beginning to end. Well, that um, is fascinating. We have to continue talking about that, but let me re-engage with the audience. 
uh, to let them know that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts radio show. New stock, new stock, 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. We're going to go directly to the previously taped interview with Maria, and then we'll finish uh, and wrap around with uh, Tina Betts as soon as we finish that piece. Sounds good, Tina? Sounds like a plan. Thank you. Hello, uh, Guillermina Gonzalez again, and we have the great fortune of having a conversation via phone with Maria Agui Carter, writer and director of Rebel, which, as you know, is going to be part of On a Screen in Person, at the la being coordinated by Light Up at the Queen Foundation. So, Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Guillermina. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that you're pronounce pronouncing my name so nicely. So, thanks for that. <laughs> In any event, uh, and, and uh, well, it was important for us to understand what Rebel is all about uh, and also getting a little bit of your history, which is um, very nice. So you want, would you like to share why you became a writer and director and why particularly uh, related to Rebel, if you will? Uh, I grew up in uh, New York City as mm -hmm. a young girl. I arrived Uh, from Ecuador, my native country, mm -hmm. when I was seven, and it was the first time I'd ever had a television. I looked into that magical box, mm -hmm. and the whole world opened up to me. Mm -hmm. It was so exciting, but I never saw people like me. Mm -hmm. If I saw Latin women, mm -hmm. they were dancing and singing and uh, cleaning houses, Uh, but they were never doctors or lawyers. Mm -hmm. If I saw a Latin man, he was a criminal mm -hmm. or the garden keeper, mm -hmm. uh, but he was never a professional. And I never saw professionals and heroes and other kinds of Latinos beyond the stereotypes mm -hmm. that I saw all around me. Mm -hmm. It never occurred to me that I might grow up to be a voice in media and create those images, those alternative images mm -hmm. of what we have been in history and what we are today. So I'm very excited that this many years later, mm -hmm. um, as a little girl who grew up uh, undocumented dreamer, mm -hmm. uh, ended up being lucky enough to go to Harvard and uh, become educated in filmmaking, mm -hmm. and eventually entered the ranks uh, as a producer and director mm -hmm. for WGBH in Boston, one of the largest public television stations in the country. Mm -hmm. And I got a break uh, to begin making documentaries. Eventually, in 2000, I started my own company, Iguana Films, mm -hmm. because I so wanted to be able to tell our stories. Mm -hmm. And Loretta is one of the first stories that I found that I became so excited about. Mm -hmm. Loretta meaning Rebel. Yes, uh, Rebel is mm -hmm. a film about a young immigrant woman mm -hmm. who is born in Havana. Mm -hmm. Her name is Loretta Velasquez. And she comes to New Orleans as a child to study ends up fighting for the Confederacy disguised as a man and then becoming a Union spy. I was very fascinated 
by this story of a Latina mm-hmm. in the middle of one of the most pivotal moments of American history, Indeed. the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Why was she there? And why had she be, been forgotten? To me, one of the most exciting things is that she had started as a Confederate and ended up in the Union. And so I also saw an opportunity to trace her moral growth um, mm-hmm. and to look at a story of a very complicated Latina in the center of this American moment. I am very, very gratified that it took me 12 years to make this film. Mm -hmm. Um, It ended up on a shorter version of the film than you'll see at uh, Light Up the Queen, which Mm -hmm. is going to be showing the full feature film theatrical version. Mm -hmm. A shorter version ended up on national PBS. We got incredible media, and eventually we won Best Historical Film in America, which is quite an amazing thing, given that people like Ken Burns, uh, that level filmmaker, have won it in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very proud that A Latina Story has won Best Historical Film in America. Indeed, that's an accomplishment in itself. But 12 years, my goodness gracious, why all that time? Well, during those 12 years, I was also working and raising kids and uh, making other films, because Mm -hmm. that's what I do professionally. This was my passion project, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to make this story. She wrote an entire uh, memoir, Mm -hmm. which was published in 1876. It's one of only two memoirs published by a Latina in America in that century. Mm -hmm. So a very important memoir, but people said it was fictional. And uh, I make documentary films, and one of the reasons I was excited about it is because I had heard it was possibly a true story. So I did more research, and I found a senior military archivist in the National Archives in Washington, D.C., who had written a series of articles, and she talked about Loreta as a real person, Mm -hmm. not just Loreta Velázquez but a thousand other women who had also dressed up as men and fought for both the North and the South in the Mm. Civil War. Mm -hmm. And I went and I met with her, and she started pulling out all these documents about Loreta. And I said, my God, why have we never heard of this person? She's real. And that uh, became the beginning of my own journey, finding out why she had been erased from history like so many of our Latino stories and our women's stories have been erased. Mm -hmm. What I found was that she was critiquing the corruption of war. (laughs) Not very politically correct, by the way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, she was dangerous to the Mm -hmm. Southern Confederacy after the war who was trying to create a lost cause vision Mm -hmm. of a happy South with happy slaves. That just Mm -hmm. wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And so they tried to deliberately erase her. They said she was a prostitute, that she was lying. And she was lost to history until around 2000, when many more women historians started mm-hmm. writing about women's history in the Civil War. And Loretta is one of the people that was recovered in those efforts. Excellent. That That's on a story, and that gives... Uh, people the interest uh, and the reason why they should attend and, and see this magnificent uh, magnificent uh, product that you have created out of a 
something real. And uh, with that, I need to congratulate you. I know you're busy. You gotta go, but I appreciate in the in your busy schedule giving us some minutes to um, explain what Rebel is all about. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. And we're back, Tina, after the pre-taped interview with Maria. Fascinating. I have to say that it was fascinating. But in any case, before we forget, give us the details. So I'm sure more than one is going to be there, including me. Mm-hmm. But please share the details. So Light Up the Queen Foundations uh, presenting the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation's on-screen in-person film series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Rebel, uh, the documentary, will be shown on March 13th. Uh, doors open at 1.30. Film start time is 2 o'clock. And we'll be down at Film Brothers. Productions at 205 North Market Street, Wilmington, Delaware, 19801. Um, and uh, send me an email if uh, you want more information. Yeah, why don't you say that? Okay, it will be Tina B L U Q at gmail.com. And I also like to thank uh, Garamina, not just for this interview today, but also because uh, Garamina will be moderating our panel. Um, that will include the filmmaker plus several other uh, very important perspectives. Um, and I was not, but I, I offered, I volunteered myself to do that. This is so fascinating, Tina. And, and the conversation with Maria was so particularly inspiring, I have to say, that uh, even if you don't ask me, I'm going to volunteer and say, <laughs> yes, by all means, I'm going to have to go there. But in any event, um, why don't you say the, the contact information again for those who didn't have the chance? Sure. It's Tina B L U Q at gmail.com and I also want to mention that there is no admission it's pay what you can at the door there you go and this is one of those things that you really need to be there and con- make a contribution because it's worth pursuing it's worth uh, keeping this kind of artist and I want to thank you for your time today Tina it's always fascinating I have to pay attention to the clock because <laughs> when you I always forget that there's a clock involved uh, but I want to thank you again that was uh, Tina Betts executive director of the light up at the Queen Foundation and Maria Aggie Carter, writer and director of Rebel, one of the films uh, that they are presenting with the on-screen in-person film series. Thank you very much, Tina. Thank you, Guillermina. It's always my pleasure.